we're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Amen. If you're with us, please go ahead and leave us a comment. Let us know that you are there. I've been uh, praying for everybody, been really concerned because I came down with COVID. And even though I wasn't at church last Sunday, uh, it seemed to spread. And that that made me uh, really uh, cautious and worried. So I want to hear from you guys. Please be in touch with us. We're going to be looking in the Word of God at the love chapter. Do you know what the love chapter is? It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We want you to turn there with us to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We are in the middle of our sermon series called Without, and we've been talking about uh, going without. There are certain things that if you don't have them, you really are going without. Faith is one of those things. We've talked about it. Jesus is definitely something you don't want to go without. And last week we talked about knowledge. Knowledge is something you do not want to go without. Tonight, we want to talk about going without love. Love is something that the Lord God does not want us to go without. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And now... I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but not have love, I gain nothing. We're going to be looking at these uh, verses. 1 Corinthians 13 together, verse 1 through 3. The 13th chapter First Corinthians comes sandwiched in between two of the most powerful chapters on spirit-filled ministry. Chapter 12 and chapter 14 both line out gifts of the Spirit, God's Holy Spirit that can operate inside of you to build up the church, to edify the church. And that's how he operates within us by the spirit. And so these two powerful chapters, chapter 12 and chapter 14, tell us about the gifts of the spirit. And we should want the gifts of the spirit operating in us. God desires that his spirit would operate inside the church. But right in the middle, we have a chapter that almost seems to go away from that idea. It's called the love chapter, and we talk about love. And the writer Paul lays out for us that if we have the operation of spiritual gifts but lack love, we are doing 
without. Look back at verse one. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels speaking in tongues, what is that? That is a gift of the spirit. That is something that shows up where? In Acts chapter 2, it shows up in the book of Acts church. It, show, it should show up in the Lord's church. But Paul tells us this, if we operate in this gift of the Spirit, but don't have love, then we are only a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. In other words, we don't make much sense. We don't have much to say. Do you understand this? Without love, we are lacking real substance. If we are lacking love, we are lacking any sort of message. We end up becoming just noise. Say noise for me. The church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be more than noise. And if we lack love, we are just a bunch of of noise. So right now I want to entitle our message tonight is without love, meaningless, without love, meaningless. If you'll say those words with me without love, meaningless, it goes on and it says, if I have the gift of prophecy, now, Paul, Paul told us that the greatest gift was prophecy. He says, everybody should seek to prophesy. That's what he says. He says it, uh, un, not shy about it at all. So should we seek the gift of prophecy? Yeah, I just said so. Paul said though, said that, uh, if I have the gift of prophecy though, Paul says, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And I have faith that can move the mountains, but I have not love. I am nothing. So right there, he talks about prophecy He talks about fathoming, understanding mysteries. He talks about knowledge. I would say a spirit knowledge and knowledge that only comes from the spirit, not a knowledge you could learn on your own by reading books and a faith that can move mountains. Jesus talked about that kind of faith. Paul is saying, if we have these things, what are these things? Are these ministerial things? Are these things that the church should be operating in by the gifts of the spirit in order to edify and build up and see the world saved? Yes, exactly. He says as important and as enriching as all that is, as to desire, as to be desired, all that is. If we have those things, but lack love, we are nothing. Nothing. We are nothing without love. Then verse three, if I give all I possess to the poor, does that sound like ministry? Yeah, I would say that there's uh, some ministers that we could all think of that would maybe do that a little more. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. That's what it says. So now we're talking about a very Jesus Christ oriented type of ministry where you are surrendering even your body, even your heartbeat, even that you would die for others and you would lay down your possessions for others and surrender your body even to the flames like our Lord Jesus did. But if we don't have love, I 
gain nothing. Right here, in that middle ground between 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, where he talks about the gifts of the Spirit and ministry and reaching the world with the life-giving power of God's Spirit. Right in the middle of it, he says, without love, it's meaningless. Without love, it is meaningless. I would talk to my church tonight and talk to everyone that feels like they are part of the church of Jesus Christ. Welcome. Listen to me. We are called to do great things in the world. We are definitely called to love. People have said this phrase before, if you've never heard it, people don't know how much people don't want to know how much you know until they know how much you care. I believe that the Church of Jesus Christ knows stuff, but lacks the care and the love that we obviously are supposed to have. Without that love, it's hollow. Without that love, it doesn't even make sense. Without that love, it ends up being noise. Have you ever had someone talk to you? And they started to give you advice, but you looked them in the eye and you saw through it all and you realized this person doesn't really care about me as much as they care about their own voice. This person doesn't have a love for me. They are speaking so that they will feel better about themselves. Has anybody ever been there? I'm sure if you've lived on this planet long enough, you have experienced something like that. When you feel that someone does not love you, you tend to turn that person down. You turn to turn that person off because it's the people that love us. Those are the people that we seek real meaning from. And the church of Jesus Christ could we own this a little bit, that we aren't that loving voice like we should be? Could that be why a lot of people drive by our churches and they are not interested in what is written out on our marquee? They're not interested in what's going on in our services because when they pass by us, in the grocery store, when they see us in the line while we're picking up our children, when they see us in all of these outside the church sanctuary building uh, examples, they never have an inkling of love from us. That is quite the rebuke, but that is the message I've been come, I've been given uh, to share tonight. Without love, we're just a bunch of noise without love. Even if we are used in the gifts of the spirit, it is meaningless without love. We are nothing. So who is love? We know we should know this verse. It's in first John. It tells us that God is love. And if we are to be people of God, if we're to be people of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we must be filled with his love. Do you know that Jesus Christ commanded us to love our 
enemies. Did you know that? Sometimes when we share that, that simple verse with people, people look at me like, what, are you certain he said that? Yes, Jesus said that we must love our enemies. God does just that. We were God's enemies. We were against him. We were not following his commands. We were rebellious. We were foreigners in a foreign land. All these things are spoken of in the scripture. Yet the Lord loved us and he reached out for us and he cared for us. Even on the cross, the Lord Jesus looked out to his enemies and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Friends, was that love? Yes, that was love. The Lord Jesus at his worst, at his worst moment of pain, the Lord Jesus, when he was rejected, forgotten, made fun of and scorned, he spoke out a prayer of love to his enemies. The Bible even tells us straight from the words of Jesus that if we are worshiping the Lord and we remember that our brother or our sister has ought against us, if they are angry with us for any reason, in that moment, we are supposed to stop everything we're doing and we're supposed to go to that person and ask them to forgive us. This is one of my favorite things about Christianity. I don't mean to say that like it's easy. It is not easy. But I want to tell you that when the world sees a Christian, it ought to be hard for the world to spot who our enemies are because we treat our enemies with the same kind of love that we treat our mother and our father, that we treat our brother and our sister. Are you giving others that kind of love? When they look at you at your place of employment, can they pick out who your enemies are? Or can you be like Jesus Christ and love your enemies equally to the same level that you love those dearest to you. Chapter 13 of Corinthians, it reads on. It tells us what love is. Sadly, these are verses that often get quoted only at what event? Weddings, for whatever reason. I don't think we look at this verse near enough, and we definitely need to live out these next verses I'm about to read. Verse 4, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Verse 5, it is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight 
in evil, but rejoices with the truth. I'm going to say that one more time. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Verse 7, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Verse 8, love never fails. I remember one day I was having a conversation with the Lord, and I was talking to the Lord about my children, and I just was, you know, God, you know, it's just hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard, God. I'm expecting him to give me one of those buddy talks, you know, punch me in the shoulder, say, hey, it's all right, kiddo. Yeah. I told him, God, it's just, you know, it's sometimes just really hard to have patience with my kids. I'm expecting him to be right on board with that. Yeah, absolutely. You ain't wrong. I was expecting that. But the Lord said something very clearly to me. It was very direct. He said these words to me. He says, you do not have a patience problem. You have a love problem. I was not too thrilled with what the Lord said there. That was a really hard thing to hear. But I knew immediately that this verse says the Lord is true. Love is patient. So if I'm having trouble showing patience to my children, then I'm having trouble showing love to my children. Are you having trouble showing patience? What about kindness? If you're having trouble showing kindness, it's not that you have a kindness problem. It's that you have a love problem. And unless you figure this out, unless you have the Lord start working his love through you, you are going to sound like a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. You are not going to have meaningful ministry in your life. Love does not envy. Do you envy? Then that is a love issue. It does not boast. Are you bragging? Are you a bragger? That is a love problem. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Are any of those yours today? If so, that is a love problem. It is not easily angered. Man, we live in a world that is easily angered. Everywhere we go, it is so easy to make people angry. I hate making people angry. And I live in a world that more and more people just get so angry. People I don't even know driving on the road, in line, at a bank, wherever we are, people get angry so very quickly. People that you don't even know on Facebook, they get angry at you. They get angry at you. And you're like, wow, I had no idea saying something so simple and I thought was honest would make somebody angry. What is that? That is a love problem. That is a love problem. I would tell you that I see Christians get angry just as easily as I see non-Christians. Without love, meaningless. Without love, nothing. Without love, it makes no sense. Without love, it's just noise. And just like you can sense that in the lives of other people, that's why you turn off 
their advice. That is what people do when they hear your voice and they know that you don't love them. They don't want to hear the gospel because they don't know your love. How can they understand God's love? How can we say we love God whom we have not seen and not love our brother and sister whom we have seen? First John. Moving on, it says love keeps no record of wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love's de- love does not have a scorecard. There are so many marriages, I believe, that could be saved if they would take this little portion of the love chapter and apply it to their home to take out the scorecard to take out the record of wrongs from others. If they would do that, it would save their marriage. If they would do that, they would start operating in love. Verse six, love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. This is a verse that's very easy to jump past. Let's not just look past it today. Love does not delight in evil. How do we know what is evil? Well, Scripture tells us what's evil, and we we can have that Bible study another day. But when we look in the Word of God, and it tells us what is evil... And when we see it being done in our world and we rejoice in it, that is not love. That is not love. This could be, absolutely could be, the kind of music we listen to rejoices in evil things or the kinds of TV shows we watch, the kinds of movies we watch. That is rejoicing in in evil. When we look at other people and we go, yeah, that bad thing happened to them. I'm that couldn't have happened to a better person. And we rejoice in an evil thing happening to someone else. That is not love. Instead, love does what? Love rejoices with the truth. I would tell you that the world the the world that is the church of Jesus Christ today has this 100% backwards we're upside down on it we are rejoicing in evil things and we are tight-lipped about sharing the truth of Jesus Christ we are the absolute opposite of such things love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth I'm telling you, as somebody that that tries their best to preach the truth, there sometimes it feels like I am pulling teeth out of my congregation to try to get them to rejoice in a true thing. Say a true thing about the resurrection of Jesus and people stare at it. No, rejoice in the truth that Jesus Christ is coming back. That is the truth. Are you rejoicing in that truth? Or are you bored with it? You already heard that, Pastor. Try it another time, Pastor. I'm not hearing it today. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Lord, in our hearts, let us become weary and sick over evil things. Let us not desire to see those evil things within the walls of our homes. Lord, let us not desire for our hands and our and our words and our minds and our eyes to partake of evil things. But Lord, let all that's within us bless your holy name and let all of us with everything in us, let us rejoice in the truth of Jesus Christ. The Lord came and he said, I testify to the truth. Now, Christian, we claim to know that truth, but do we rejoice in that truth? If we don't, it's a love problem. Drawing to a close here. Verse 7. It always protects. Say always. It always protects. It always trusts. How often? Always. It always hopes. Always. It always perseveres. Love is so consistent. Love is consistent. And when I look upon my own self, I see an inconsistent person. That's a love problem. For me to truly have love, I should always protect, always trust, always hope, always persevere. Yeah, but, but what they just said about me, don't you remember that? Yes, but we're operating from love and it always trusts, always protects, always perseveres in hopes. And finally, it says love never fails. There's more we could always look at in this chapter. But without love, meaningless. Without love, we lack true meaning. We lack true depth. And that's why the Lord had Paul put this chapter right in between these very strong chapters about ministry. Do you want to be a minister in God's house? Do you want to reach the lost? Do you want to spread the gospel and see the lost saved, the lost found, blind eyes open? Do you want to see that? You should. You should want to see that. We will never see that without love. Without love. We will always lack. Without love, we will be just noise. And I'm telling you, the world is too smart to fall for a bunch of noise. The world operates in that realm already. You know all about a bunch of noise. We cannot add to the noise. We need to add to the truth that is being proclaimed. And I, as we come to it, close tonight. I I want you to spend some time in prayer. I want you to reach out to the Lord. I want you to ask him to help you with your love problems. Lord, help me to love others. While I talked about 
if while you were worshiping comes to your mind a brother or sister that you have ought with that story from Jesus, that command from Jesus that you are supposed to leave your time of worship and go become right with your adversary, your brother or sister. Is that you tonight? Will you do it? Will you start by praying? Pray for them. Pray for them. Stop praying. God, get them. Start praying. God, save them. God, lift them up. God, encourage them. God, help me to love them. Help me to love them. Pray blessing on them. As you are loving those people, you'll start to pray blessing on them. And it will set you free in the name of Jesus. Let's reach out to the Lord right now. We're going we're gonna to have a song in a second. And we're going to uh, spend some time praying. Uh, I'm letting that tech team get that together. But I'm going to start praying right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for all my friends online right now. In Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, fill us up with the love of God. Fill us up with your love, Jesus. Lord, get a hold of our hearts. Get a hold of our minds. Get a hold of who we are right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want you to touch every heart. Lord, every person that is sick right now, I speak the healing power of Jesus Christ. I rejoice in that truth that you are a healer. Lord, I know, Lord, that you love them. Lord, let your love be shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God. I give you glory and honor, Lord. Come, let your love make all the difference in my home. Come, let your love make all the difference in your church tonight. Lord, in Jesus' name, in a world that is so easily angered, Lord, help us to rejoice with truth. Lord, help us, Lord, not to delight in evil, but to rejoice in the truth of Jesus Christ. Lord, we give you praise, God. Lord, we give you honor, God. God. Lord, we give you thanks, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayer, please let us know. We want to pray for you. We're believing God that he's going to uh, minister and do powerful things. All right. I've just got a text. Uh, the Rosses. All right. We're praying for the Rosses and Sean was sick. All right, my friends, the Rosses and Sean, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, they are both sick. Lord, I want you to bring healing into their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, COVID, no matter what it is, I declare victory over it. I pray, Lord, that they would not spread it any further, that it would be done in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for ministering to Sean. He is all the way up there in... um uh, Alaska and God, we want you to bless him. We want you to lift him up and give him all that he needs. God, in Jesus name, Lord, we love you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus name. Please keep texting us and I'm going to keep praying for every one of you in Jesus name. We're going to be worshiping the Lord together. Let's do it.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And I was blind, oh, but now I see. Through many dangers, toils, and snares I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far, and His grace it will lead me home and my chains are gone i've been set free and my god my savior has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns, unending love, unending love, amazing grace, amazing grace. Sing it one more time, my chains are gone, my chains are gone. I've been set free, my God, my God, my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood and like a flood. His mercy reigns, unending, unending love, amazing grace, amazing grace. Sing amazing grace one more time. Oh, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I give you praise. I give you honor, Lord. It's all because of your goodness and your love for us, Jesus. Lord, fill us to overflowing with your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Fill us to overflowing with your love right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, I pray for Joan Allison that you would bless her in her body. I pray, Lord, that you would bless her home. Keep COVID out of her home in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for the blessings, God, Lord, that you would minister to their life. Lord, that you'd minister to their kids and keep them uh, safe, God, in Jesus' name. Keep them uh 
from becoming sick. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray for Scott and Jacqueline and all those children bring healing into their home right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for Ronald Muller. Lord, lift him up, touch his grandchildren, bless him, keep him safe. In Jesus' name. Lord, we love you, God. We give you praise and honor. Lord, I pray for Lupita Cortez, who's getting ready to go back to school. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd bless that school teacher and that you'd help her to minister to those children and that you keep her safe during this time. Lord, let your will be done in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Randy Adams. We miss you too, buddy. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would touch him, that you would minister to him, that you would touch his daughter. Lord, in Jesus' name. Kimber and that you would bless them and and lift them up that they would be strong and mighty in Jesus name Lord we thank you God Lord we have done our best to not miss anyone but anybody that we've missed Father in Jesus name we speak the healing power that comes from a God who loves us right into their hearts right now in Jesus name Lord help us to walk in your love every day walking in that love in Jesus' name, because without your love, it's all noise. It's all meaningless. Without your love, Jesus, it is not what it should be. And what it should be should look exactly like you, because in Jesus' name, you've given us everything we need for life and godliness. In Jesus' name, amen. We do three things every time we come together. We've done those three things. Now we do three things as we leave. Number one is to connect with other believers. Even if you are on a quarantine, you can connect. So go ahead and connect. Reach out to somebody. Ask for help. If you are in a quarantine right now, go ahead and ask for help. We want to get you the help that you need. We'll find a way to get groceries to your store, uh, to your front door, so you don't have to get out at all, okay? We want to do that for you, okay? Uh, connect with other people. Uh, that's number two. Connect other Connect other people to the love of connect with other believers. There it is. Connect with other believers. There are other people that are believers. Reach out to them. They might be going through what you're going through. Why don't you reach out, give them a call, check on them, see how everything's going. And number three, connect other people to the love of Jesus. There's somebody somewhere in your sphere of influence that you can influence with the love of Jesus. Those are the three things we want you to do those uh, this week. This week, we have connect groups, but we are going to stay uh, with our online services. So our, our Wednesday group is going to be online and our Thursday group is going to be online. We want you to be a part of those. All right. In Jesus name, we thank you for being with us and God bless you all and walk in the love of Jesus. Amen. For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214-856-0550. Thank you for joining us, and have a blessed day.